This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating in locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Adults, where we bring you adult entertainment talk for the adult entertainment curious. My name is Glenn King, flying solo today without the great Jim Williams because I had a special opportunity to interview one of the top performers in all of adult entertainment, the great Nina L. So to set this up, I shot two scenes with Nina L. this week. Uh, for my websites and my DVD lines. I'm actually shooting a, a big feature these days, and she's going to be the main character in it, uh, or the lead scene. And she stayed at my house. Uh, she prefers to do that over hotels. We'd known each other for quite some time. We went out to dinner, we had some drinks, and decided, you know what, we're having such a fun conversation, we need to record this. Let's make a podcast out of it. And so we sat down in my living room and uh, and just riffed and talked about you know whatever we wanted to talk about. It's a lot of funny stuff in there. One thing I gotta let you guys know, um, I realized afterwards we didn't explain this. She kept on talking about how I, I was giving her pussy as part of the deal here, and that's because I <laughs> I have an orange tabby by the name of Buddy. Uh, and Buddy is just a super cuddly cat, and he kept on jumping up onto her lap, and then she would say, oh, you're giving me pussy. That's so nice of you. So, so that's what we meant. One quick note for you. We talked about having a part two with Ginger Lynn. Uh, still going to do that. Just haven't had a chance to go back over to her place yet and film the, or, uh, and record the next part. So we're going to do that probably in next week's show. Uh, but anyway, let's get right to it and find out what's going on and then hear this very entertaining talk with the great Nina L. All right, everybody. Glenn King here with another, well, let's call this another incredible podcast interview. And we are right here in the Mean Bitch Mansion, my own place, staying with me today. I'm just going to describe this to you. She's what I would call the Pamela Anderson of porn. She's blonde, extraordinarily beautiful, with tattoos, big boobs, curves. She's a knockout. She's a bombshell. She's basically what every guy imagines when they're growing up a bombshell blonde would look like. She is Nina L. Okay, so excited to have you here, Nina. Um, I've had you on my other shows in the past, my Playboy Radio show and maybe Vivid Radio, but uh, on those shows, we were just trying to get girls naked and doing fun things. We never really got to know them very well. So this is going to be a great opportunity for me to get inside you, uh, get inside your head. Sure. A little bit. Although yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow I'm getting inside her, so that's a different <laughs> story. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, all right. Well, let's start with the basics of uh, of interviewing here. And you probably just told it before, so give us the quick version. What got you into the porn industry? Um, Oprah got me into the porn industry. <laughs> okay. Oprah did it. Um, yes. I was watching a segment on her channel with uh, Lisa Ling or something, and it was... Um, about this couple, they were supporting themselves through webcamming, and before that, like, believe it or not, I've never heard of webcamming. Like, I, I didn't know what webcamming was or how that works. So I'm like, wait, what? I can fuck myself on camera and get paid for? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Let me try this shit. <laughs> and uh, I tried it, and it, it took off for me. I, I made good money. I had a lot of, soon had a lot of fans. 
And then uh, they would start asking me, do you shoot porn? And at that time, I was still married. So I was like, oh, no, no, I don't do porn. I'm like, well, maybe. So I started looking into it. <laughs> and I actually, I Googled a great agency, did my research. And um, I started out as a only girl, girl performer at first. Um, and it was history from there. <laughs> All right, you were not um, 18 when this occurred to you. You were actually a little older than the average newbie in porn. I was. I was actually in my early 30s. So, you know, I had a lot of things working against me. I was older. Um, I had tattoos. And a lot of people were like, oh, you're too old. You're not going to make it. This and that. But, well, fuck them. Here I am. So, <laughs> But you were kind of, I'm trying to remember, because I met you like maybe seven or eight years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. You were sort of famous already before you'd done any porn, right? Well, was it just the a webcam, webcam world? That was webcam. huge in the webcam okay. world. Which site were you on? I started out in Streammates. Yes. And I kind of stuck with them. Streammates were really good to me. Right. Good company. I, I, I like them. And, you know, I have a Streammates site called um, MeanWorldLive.com. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So they kind of made me. Um, yeah. Okay. So you're a cam artist. You get into porn, and, and by the way, everybody, like, I was explaining this to my dad earlier today, that basically, everyone out there, you have to accept that being a webcam artist is a viable option for females as they come out of high school, they sure. come out of college. It's a really legitimate way it to make is. money. It's a great way to make money. You're in control. But help them understand one thing. Your neighbor that you see, and I'm talking to you guys out there that are listening, your neighbor that you see out there driving the Corvette, the hot babe driving the Corvette, and you're like, man, that sucks that this bitch is making tons of money. She's taking off her clothes while I'm out there hardworking. She's not working one hour a day, and it's not that easy, right? Oh, yeah. Talk about I, what goes into webcamming. Yeah, that's actually why I stopped webcamming. I just couldn't do it anymore. Like, unfortunately for me, I had gotten really sick from webcamming because when I first started webcamming, I was pretty misinformed about toys and phthalates and all that stuff so i just got myself a whole bunch of cheap toys and i thought oh you know more toys the better who cares and i ended up i started getting a lot of bladder infections yeah so i had to stop camming and i'm like that was also one of the reasons why i started shooting porn i'm like well fuck if i can't use toys anymore i'm gonna use real dicks yeah real dicks are better yeah. <laughs> they're organic they're natural right. they're not gonna make me sick good thinking <laughs> so it's actually safer to do it's i mean safer. people have this misperception that Porn is so dangerous. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you have unprotected sex with all these guys. Oh, but. yeah, no. We, you know, the, the porn community, you know, the porn community is actually a very small community. Right. You know, it's not like huge and like, oh, who's this random guy? We kind of all know each other. We all test every 14 days. So it's actually a pretty safe environment to me. I test more now and know my status of where I'm at now more than when I was a civilian before porn, you know, so. Yeah. I don't worry about having sex with you. Right. I worry about some girl that... For exactly. Y- you know, we, we were just at a casino mm-hmm. having dinner. It, you know, it's great. Yeah. But here's the thing. I You know, I live in Las Vegas. I go to these casinos. I see these hot girls. I meet constantly. Yeah, <laughs> no, and, and I'm scared. I'm scared to have sex with any girl outside our industry mm-hmm. because I'm always afraid. I'm like, they're not tested. They're, if they're going to fuck me... Then they're yeah, going to be fucking, fucking other else. guys. Yeah. And I don't know anything about this, but you, I know, your test is brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked, you know, I'm so I know before I perform in I get totally <laughs> uninfected. <laughs> okay, now Sneaky we're clean. choosing words poorly, but, um, but no, I, you know, so I know that she is disease free. And the only time I worry about doing the scene is when... A girl is, you know, I look at her Twitter or whatever, and I can see that she's been partying with a lot of other people and, you know, she's in sort of a loose environment. Either that or she's just coming back from Europe. (laughs) Sometimes I'm a little concerned about people that are just coming back from Europe because their standards are lower out there. However... I had to stop shooting, you know, not to be mean. I just had to stop shooting with performers coming from Europe. I just actually shot with one like a month or so ago, and that was the last one I shot with. Because I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I just don't feel comfortable doing this, you know. It's just because, like you said, their standards are lower. 
the whole thing that was going on over there. It's just like, it's not fair for me to bring this into our pool over here. Right. It's not fair for myself, my health, and my family. It's just not worth the risk. We have enough performance here. Why did not issue with anybody from Europe? Yeah, so to clarify for our listeners, um, a, a male performer in Europe uh, about two weeks ago named Nacho Vidal tested positive for HIV, which that's okay. That happens, and it, it you know we don't know of any scene partners that got it, so it's highly likely that he didn't get it on a set. So it's all fine, except the problem is... In Europe, they don't have the kind of, of rigid testing systems we have. We here mm-hmm. are all in the same database. Yeah, we can all check each other. I can check you out right now and see. And the beautiful thing is it just shows you if you've had a dirty test, when you had it, how many clean tests, how many dirty tests. And now they're even like going to start testing for small things like bacterial type infections, which That's is good. a new thing. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. It makes me feel safe, you know? They're doing two different types of HIV tests on us now. Great. So here, I'm very confident in shooting scenes. Somebody that's just come back from Europe, um, we, we just don't know because they have 82 different systems and different doctors that are accepted. They're on 30-day testing. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not, haven't even been using the same HIV test as us. Uh, so it's a little bit different, but the good news is that they, they're they learning from what's been happening. They kind of needed a scare right. to help, and so now they're going to adhere to a more rigid testing system. It's horrible so, so that sounds, but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I feel like it was way too like a liberal over there with the testing system. I mean, that's something that you really got to be smart about. I mean, it's human lives, you know, and it's we kind of all depend on each other. Yeah, high-risk scenes, like double anal and all this stuff. In Europe, they're so quick to do anal that, I mean, it's t- I'm not a huge fan of anal, so when I watch a European scene, I'm like, hey, why don't we slow down? Maybe, <laughs> maybe do something with the <laughs> pussy there, because vages are nice. They're nice. <laughs> That's what That's I always good. say, you know, and I shoot a lot of anal, but to me, I'm like, you know, there's so many amazing parts of my vagina, like clit, my G-spot, like... Stuff that feels good. Yeah. In my ass, I don't have a cheese spot. Right. It feels like I got something locked up there, you know. So, I mean, of course, I shoot a lot of anal and it looks great and everything. But for me personally, I prefer the veg. I'm a big fan of the veg. <laughs> um, you're listening to Let's Talk Adult with Glenn King and my guest, Nina L. And we were talking about how she got into the business. So let's talk. go back to that and talk about... Your first few sets were girl-girl, and then all of a sudden you were ready to do it. Your first boy-girl scene, I think you said, was with Kieran Lee? Mm-hmm, yeah. He kept asking me. I was like, come on, shoot with me. We'll get your contract for browsers. And I'm like, no, no. And then, you know, the numbers got higher. And I'm like, okay, yeah. maybe. Okay, just a tip. Okay, go. <laughs> you know? Why not? Money talks. Yeah. So I was really blessed with that. They were really good to me, and I was contracted with them for a while, like a year. And, uh, yeah, so, and I think that's what kind of helped me, like, with dialogue and stuff, too, like, going through Browser's Boot Camp, <laughs> you know. Well, Kieran yeah. is easy to work with, so I know you had a great mm-hmm. time in your first scene. Yeah, I know. But where awesome. in your first year? I don't know. He kind of hazed me, though, I feel like. Yeah, <laughs> like, I love Kieran. Happens, yeah. But it was, like, a CrossFit um, type of scene. So, he literally made me do an hour of CrossFit before the actual sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> you had me like punching and like doing jumping jacks and like on those monkey bar things. <laughs> like, fuck you. And then we actually had the sex scene in the gym. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's funny because uh, what I'll do sometimes is have a maid scene where the girl's going to be a maid and I'll, I'll just shoot it at my house and then I'll just make the girl clean the ah, house for like an hour nice, or so. Right. And then be like, all right, well now, yes, we got all the pickups we need of you. Well, there's still a few dishes. If you want to just, <laughs> just go and polish those dishes up. <laughs> yeah, just let's do the that. The can litter box needs a little scooping. Yes. <laughs> um, all right, well, what went wrong in your first, there was probably a day when it wasn't so easy in your first year that you think was your most challenging day in your first few months on, on sets um that sets. was definitely my first scene was that one okay it was that one i was like well fuck and i was so tired by the time i got done doing all the crossfit fit stuff and and then there's a few scenes where we're like it was um actually i met the guy that i i'm with now i met him on set there but it was like one of the most grueling scenes we're outside in the mojave desert for like 15 hours oh. 
with the company and now it doesn't shoot too much anymore but the house out there we had no water and, <laughs> and let me ask you and this is something our, our viewers will find very <laughs> listeners will find very interesting do you get paid extra for shooting a scene in the desert no nope. or you get I the same p- amount yeah my same rate and they sold it to me great that's a big you know production and it's a feature movie oh, okay. you're one of the feature stars so yeah go i'm like okay yeah so um did yeah. the director try to get you to blow him to get this role in this feature movie by no chance? okay you know what it's so funny because I've, I've done like mainstream type movies um quite a few of them and I'm, I find that the mainstream industry is actually more slimy than the porn industry. I knock on wood, like all porn directors that I've run into this far have been like really respectful and just good people. Yeah. Like I know there is a certain few things happen, but to me that's never happened. In the mainstream world, it's happened. Yeah. You know, there was this one director, he's like, oh, I'll get you rolling. Sons of Anarchy, but you got to come over to my house. I'm like, you know, I'm good. Thanks. They're so (laughs) over, though, like the mainstream guys. They're so over, though. I'm like, bro, like it's not that serious. I don't even like mainstream like that. I like shooting porn. Then they always feel like, oh, I got to save you from porn. You're too pretty to do porn. I'm like, no, I'm good, actually. Thanks. No, but Um, here's what the mainstream, because I worked on the mainstream side. One thing that they do better that we just need to get to in our, our industry is a there's a minimum requirement for what has to be on sets there has to be water there has to be mm-hmm. um food uh they have to feed you if you're there more than you five do. hours you always yes. feed me but like not that many porn directors do no us. and that's what so you know there's a porn union kind of not really but the problem one of the reasons that the porn unions that have popped up and then disappeared have never gotten traction is that they're never focusing on the right things. Mm-hmm. The right thing would be a bill of rights that says this is what our constituents, our performers, are going to require yeah. to step on your set. You're going to need hand sanitizer. You're going to need to have sanitized all the furniture before mm-hmm. we get on it. Uh, you're going to have water. If we're there more than five hours, we're going to um, you're going to feed us yeah. at least some carrots, one meal, some carrots, something, <laughs> something. A couple of cheese sticks and carrots, like something. Sure. And then if you ask me to bring my own wardrobe, then maybe you get a little wardrobe bump yeah. or, um, I don't know about the, like in, in mainstream, you do get the, a wardrobe bump if you bring your own wardrobe. But in our industry, a lot of times you're better off using your own wardrobe because you want it to fit properly in right. the stuff we have off of our racks. Although, you know, sometimes like I shoot so much and I get so busy, I don't have time to go shop for new wardrobe constantly. So I'm like, I don't want to wear the same shit again. I'm going for the same shoe, you know? So I do appreciate it when you guys have a wardrobe because something that I don't have and haven't worn, I don't have to go out and order it or buy it or, you know? So for me personally, I don't mind. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't fit perfectly, but like today on set, you made it work like that bodysuit, you know? We three safety pinned (laughs) it together. It worked. It worked. Yeah, because she doesn't have enough weight, this one over here. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) He wasn't stretching the outfits like they're supposed to be These producers would be feeding me on set. Right. Although the funny thing is is that the boot part stretched out just perfectly. The butt part stretched out perfectly. But the problem is your stomach doesn't have enough curvature to it. Well, after tacos tonight, I'm sure. (laughs) Tomorrow's outfit will be much better then. There you go. Uh, uh, you know, so I saw a controversy going on today uh, on sets about, you know, pro- uh, there was a producer who decided to get in on the action mm-hmm. and that's a different, that's a whole different topic. But one of the things that fascinated me about the story was that the model, the whole thing blew up because she was going to let it go. She said, but at the end of the day, they did the pop shot, they finished the scene and instead of wrapping it up, the dude wanted to do another 30 minutes of dialogue after the pop how often that's very unusual that's right unusual and kind of annoying because you know after the pop you're already you're done you're tired you know it's to get yourself together do that is, is hard but um i don't know this producer like a name like i've i've known him and i've shot with him and i don't know i don't have anything to say about <laughs> no him. you don't have to. absolutely not yeah i'm not looking to try to get i've uh, shot anal and he's brought me gummy bears 
Oh, you got that going for you. No, I'm more just interested not in... Not gummy bears in, um, like you brought me, but... I brought Not you the creme de la creme. The creme, the gold standard of gummy bears. <laughs> and also those vanilla wafers. Oh, Boy, God, yeah. Too. I'm definitely not going to fit in the clothes tomorrow. Yeah. But see, as a director, I think along the opposite lines in that... Like, I'll get mad at Jimmy sometimes if he's shooting the scene and I'm in the scene... And I'll be like, you know, the, the, the pop shot comes mm-hmm. and then all I need is 10 seconds of the girl laughing or smiling or shooting the finger or um, saying one line. Right. And then he'll throw out like six more lines for the girl to say. <laughs> and I'll be I like, know. Jimmy, why are you even bothering? I'm going to edit that all out. Yeah. Like all you want to do after the pop is figure out a way to get this closed, you know, closed up. We don't need to try to be clever because the viewer... After has, the pop, they're done anyway. Yeah. <laughs> done. The, no viewer of porn is going, well, I have to see how this ends. So we need to make sure <laughs> that we, we get closure on the characters. <laughs> I can't ejaculate. I'm not getting closure on the characters. Yeah. I just can't squeeze this nut out right now. Yeah. I but mean, what happened to the rela- relationship between the male and the female? Do they live happily ever after? Do they get married? What... It's like, so no, no one cares. It's not, there's no cliffhangers. There's no, <laughs> you know. So I don't know why you got to do that, but, um, but, so here's the thing that that producer, here's where the real mistake he made was, aside from, the uh, well, aside from the obvious things that he did wrong. And, and again, folks, I'm not telling you this story because we would end up spending the rest of the show talking about it and it's not the point. Um, so the point is, and this is where you're, I'm going to get your comment. What the producer did wrong, aside from participating in the scene without prior authorization and then trying to make a big, long ending, is that he didn't understand his talent. Mm -hmm. And some talent is temperamental, and some talent you have to um, treat in a certain way where you're like, um, uh, you know, like, I'll I'll throw out a name, because I just had her on my podcast a couple weeks ago, and I love her death, Eva Nadi. And I said this to Eva on the podcast. When you shoot Eva... You need to make sure that you're, you, you map out a scene that only takes three hours to film, roughly, because after you get past that three hours, her she needs to go. Like, it's just in her. She can't stay in one place for more than three hours like that. And so you're not going to get a very good ending of the scene. Exactly. Well, any anything scene you shoot, even for me, like if I'm shooting too long, I just don't have energy anymore. I'm done. You're just not going to get anything good out of it anymore. Right. You're going to have me for a good 30 minutes of my full attention and energy. After that, it's kind of like, are we done yet? You know, and nobody wants to get that. And, and the average like jack off watcher is not going to really want to watch it that long. How long is it really going to take them? 15 minutes at the most? Right. Well, that's the other thing about, you know, like you asked me how long the scene I wanted today, and I was like, 30 minutes, because after that, the viewer really... Yeah, but that's not what I was just asking, just because, you know, there's a lot of dialogue, and I kind of think what I, you know, need to do and say, so I just don't have to pace myself, and average things I won't, but like, yeah, after a while, I was just kind of like, okay... Well, so everybody that listens to the show is a potential director here. So you tell them when they get Nina L on their set, Mm -hmm. what, how do they need to specially treat you to make sure that it's going to be providing you with the environment to make the best scene ever. And I'll take notes on this too, because we're going to film the best scene ever tomorrow. Just like, don't shoot me longer than 30 minutes and feed me tacos afterwards. There you go. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) <laughs> I provided her with tequila. I put a here, pussy so, on my yeah. chest. Okay. Yes. I gave her a, a hairy pussy, pussy on my a chest. hairy pussy to sleep with at night who's roaming around You're here right somewhere. <laughs> and some tequila right and I bought her some tacos. Perfect. Well, um, we are going to talk about your world as a dom. But first, I need to tell you and all of our listeners about our sponsor, BlueChew.com. Yeah. So I am a 50-year-old man, and I'm performing in a scene tomorrow with um, a blonde bombshell here. And that would make anyone of anyone – don't you lie to me, you listeners. That would make any of you nervous. But I'm not nervous. You know why I am absolutely certain that my dick is going to perform? Because I use – and I'm serious. I use Bluetooth.com. Uh, You know, all you listeners, you think I just pimp the products that they tell me to pimp. Not the case. I only so far uh, endorse products that I actually use. So Blue Chew is the world's first chewable 
enhancement. That is awesome. Yeah. It it's chewable. It's chewable. It's cherry flavored, I think. Oh my God. It tastes like Pez, kind of. That's so dope. So it only takes like 30, 20, 30 minutes to hit me as opposed to your normal yeah, stuff, yeah. which takes a lot longer. It goes mm-hmm. to the bloodstream faster. It has the actual active ingredients of Viagra and Cialis, uh, you know, that are found within Viagra and Cialis generics, in other words. Mm-hmm. And, um, so let's say tomorrow, if we're taking the pictures first and I'm feeling like I need extra boost here, all I got to do is grab a blue chew and that's, and I'm, you know, it's going to give me everything that I need. That is awesome. I didn't, it was, yeah. chew, it's chewable. It's chewable. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And so the cool thing, so it's, you have to have a prescription, but you don't have to actually go to a doctor for this. Like we used to have to do. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is go to bluechew.com. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. You go to this little, there's a little box that says, please list your medical ailment. You say, I need help with erections. A doctor reviews it, prescribes this for you. And then a few days later, it arrives in the mail in a discreet package. That's some very dope advanced shit right there. That is so easy. Pretty cool. And so I know what you're thinking right now is, can I get some of this for my boyfriend to try? He definitely yes needs that. Okay, um, so yes, and uh, because you're a listener of my show now, you can get your first shipment for free. What? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) So you go to bluechew.com, use promo code adult. Yeah, you will get your um, yeah, you get everything here from this one stop shop awesomeness at the the Mean Bitch Mansion. Better. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking, Nina, you're probably wondering, what if I had a boyfriend who couldn't perform and uh, I wanted to get this for him? Then, yeah, absolutely. All you're going to do is go to bluechew.com, and then when you get to the, the checkout, use the promo code ADULT, A-D-U-L-T. Oh, that's simple. Right. Adult. Adult. And then they're going to give you your first shipment for free, and all you got to do is pay $5 for shipping and handling on it. So that way... Shut up. No. So, yeah, I mean, you that's can try amazing. it out. Yeah. <laughs> And then all of my listeners, and I know so many of you have actually been trying it, and I've gotten email after email from people and texts too saying, just want to say thank you for turning me on to Blue Chew. It really works. So Yeah, it's it's definitely like a new frontier, like chewable, and it's so easy to get. Because, you know, I know a lot of, um, you know, guys, they kind of, they might feel embarrassed and want to go to the doctor and talk to the doctor about it, make an appointment. Right. You know, us, all of us are really busy too. Like, who right. has time to fucking go to the doctor and do that? Right. So if you can... Like, do that all online. Right. And get free shipping and a free order. Like, yeah. I didn't even like, I didn't like, I used to hate going to CVS. Yeah. And then "Mm -hmm." having them, like, yeah, can I have my prescription, please? Uh, Yeah. Do we need to fill in Cialis and explain to you, sir, (laughs) the side effects? And I'm like, no, you don't really need to explain to me the side effects. Let's just, you know, process the transaction. The the lady in the back of me probably wants to get her prescription heart medicine so let's move along are you sure sir because cialis <laughs> has different side effects There's you can have an erection for five hours a yeah so i'm groaning at that point and just trying to cover my face yeah, so you don't awesome. have to do that with blue chew it's all online it all comes to your that's house so, and... that's so easy that's awesome yeah so there you go everybody give that a try i'm serious mm-hmm. like if you haven't tried it yet what are you waiting for go to bluechew.com use my promo code adult and uh and give it a shot all right, so back to you now. Um, so your first scene for me that you did was a dominate a female domination scene, like maybe five or six years ago. I think. Yeah, I think so. Isn't well, the it? first time I, I met you was like I think you were like one of my first radio shows I've ever went yes. on. Yes. Was you? I think an Aiden Star. Yes. Right? Yes. Long time ago. We loved you, and the only reason that we both weren't um, begging to shoot you the next day is because you weren't doing Boy Girl. At I the wasn't time. at the time. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, we could. Everybody that uh-huh. met you at the time could see Star all over your face and so Aww. on, and so. Um, you know, then a couple of years later, I think we finally got around to shooting you. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that in terms of female domination, verbal skills, mm-hmm. you're in the top three in, in the world. So, I mean, it's, you're just amazing. Aww, and and, so and let me say this before we let her start talking about her domination skills that, so I, as a director, what I really want my day to look like is I want to spend 20 minutes explaining to my talent What's going to, what I want her to do in the scene and what is my vision for the scene? I have a little bullet point list that I go through. Mm -hmm. If she actually pays attention to half of it, (laughs) 
then I can just say action and then not really speak that much right. throughout the rest of the scene, and then editing it becomes a twenty-minute job instead of a four-hour right. job of me trying to take out everything that I say. Uh, so you today, you listened to everything I said, and every single thing I asked for, you worked into the scene. Oh, I try to. <laughs> and it makes it so much easier to shoot somebody like that. I mean, it's like life is safe. Everyone could be like you. Oh, this is something I really like to do. One, you know, I just it comes to my second nature. I think it comes from my strong German heritage. We're very like dominant type of people. We're very bossy, you know. Now, so, did this start with cam shows? Is that where you sort of got the knack for it, or? No, not really. Not as much in cam shows. I started working for this one company called Miami Mean Girls. Yes. I think we were talking about it earlier. And um, he had booked me through my original agent. And this was actually before I started shooting Boy Girl or anything. Because, you know, it's not like a boy girl type genre, you know, per se. So it was just dom stuff. It was just pain slaves and money slaves. And the first time that I went on set... I was like, I wasn't even sure if it's for me because we had these pain slaves come up. We had them sign waivers and it was just all kind of different to me. The whole and, different And what world. is a pain slave? A guy that really just likes to get fucked up. Masochist. <laughs> yeah. that really enjoys being beaten and whipped and whatever. Yeah. And I think a lot of these guys, you know, it's funny because they, they have powerful positions. Like they're lawyers and accountants and Wall Street guys and like they have like these high positions. So... I guess, like, in their time off, they just like to get fucking beaten, you know? It's a control thing, right? It's like, kind of they're weird. so was... used to being in control all day long that they just crave... It, absolutely. Yeah, just losing control and just letting themselves go. Yeah. So, I had this guy, and they put me in this wardrobe, and there was these pointy heels, and they had, like, big spikes on them. And I'm like, okay, and this was my first ball-busting type of clip. And what is ball busting for our listeners? You're going to love this, listeners. Well, it's just basically as it sounds, you literally bust their balls with you. your foot. You kick them so hard <laughs> in the fucking balls. And that is what happened on my first shoot. I literally busted his balls. His ball sack ripped. Oh. His balls fell out. He started bleeding. We had to call an ambulance. There was blood squirting everywhere. And I was, I started vomiting. I was so sick. To, it was just such a fucking mess. I'm like, is this what this is about? Like, I don't know if I can do this. This is... But they're all so sweet, and the girls were sweet, and they're like, you know, this happens, you kicked a little too hard, <laughs> you got a little bit too carried away, too into it, and they're like, you have to kick with this part, like, up on the balls, not the front part, and I really like what my... I see, so what she's demonstrating right now that y'all can't see is that the pointy part of her foot is where she whacked the guy in the balls... Thus ripping his ball sack open. Yeah, and they said you kind of have to, like, with the top of your foot, like, kind of smack yes. it with the top, uh, not what like What kind of this. shoes were you wearing at the time? I was wearing, like, these pointy heels <laughs> with or spikes, metal spikes on them. <laughs> yeah, and his, yeah, ripped his ball sack right apart and blood everywhere, and I was sick, and I was like, I can't do this anymore, I can't do this, and then... You know, I, I became really good friends with the guy because he checked on me afterwards, you know, see how I was doing, the owner of my Mean Girls, and then finally he ended up bringing me back, and <laughs> luckily it didn't really happen anymore after that, but the Dom community, they're just so giving, they're so open, they're so actually warm and friendly more than any other community I've worked in, so I ended up just kind of going with it, you know, and it really well. It was kind of like a way for me to vent and let go of my aggressions for the day and stuff. So I, I was shooting a lot of Dom for a while. Um, so I have a suggestion for American Mean Girls guy, um, whom I have nothing but respect for because I've heard nothing but good things about him. Perhaps the little speech about using the top part of your toe as opposed to the pointy part would be good to give before the scene instead of after the oh, ripping he did. of the ball set. I didn't listen. Oh, you didn't? Okay. <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. Let's go. Uh, let's start ball kicking. Uh-huh, yeah, let's great. Let's start. go. I didn't realize how important that key part of advice was that it gave me. Yeah. I just looked at him all glassy eye. Uh-huh. Well, I had a guy that was a male talent that used to work for us quite a bit who was really into ball uh, being ball busted. And he couldn't – so at the end of the scene especially, we need our guy to get wood so that she, he can have a proper pop shot. 
But this guy couldn't really get wood unless we worked some ball kicking into the scene for us. So this is how I know, because he would show every model. I would say, hey, so Eric, please show her how you want to be kicked so that we don't have any accidents. And then he would say, okay, you want to make sure the top of your foot is hitting the bottom of my ball Right, yeah. Which, you know what always surprises me, and, and you know the answer to this. Why don't the guys use cups, seeing as how this is for video purpose? Like, why do we actually need to really kick them in the balls? And the answer is... Well, the one, the sound... Of the balls plopping on the well, butt. Two, they actually really like the that's feel of why it. they want to feel it. They want to be ball busted. Nobody's shooting a guy. Nobody is shooting a guy who doesn't want to be ball yeah. busted in the ball busting scene. And if it you do happen. it right, and the guy enjoys it, like I've I've sh- uh, like kicked guys so hard and so much where they actually came while I was kicking them. <laughs> like wow, you just came my foot and I kicked you. Okay. So, you know, that, but that comes with experience and learning how to do it right and learning how to use the pointy part of the heel. You're not the only one that has had accidents. I actually found a blooper reel the other day on Twitter of Japanese girls knocking out their slaves by accident. And I sent it to a friend of mine who's in, who's a friend of mine, um, who thought, I mean, I was like, this is what happens when you don't explain to the girls properly that it's at work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so there was, there's were much worse, I think, than what you're describing. Although okay. knocking, you know, opening up the old ball sack is impressive work for your first day on the job. Yeah. I and I had blood all over my leg. I'm like, yep, okay. Um, <laughs> so you did go on though to have some personal slaves at some I point, did. right? Yeah, How'd that no, work out they're, for they're you? sweethearts. Yeah. Like they're, they're really giving and they're really kind and, um, it was great. Did you use them like Helly does? Uh, so, you know, our friend, um, yeah. we have a mutual friend, Goddess Helly, who she moved recently, mm-hmm. so she went on FetLife and said, I need three bitches to come over to the house and move all my shit, and three guys <laughs> came over. I've used them before, yeah. I've used them to, like, redo my closet. <laughs> I had him, like, clean and lick the wheels of my Challenger. <laughs> okay. I can see you why know, you want to lick the wheels. Yeah. Because uh, I and make sure, you know, between the, the grippy part of... Because it's, it's a race car, and I need it to be grippy, so I need them to, like, lick in between the... I use armor all, but I can see how... You can get some slaves to do it, man. Manpower is the best. <laughs> yeah. You can see how um, saliva is kind of better than yeah. uh, armor all for tires. Yeah, they really so. get in there and just you know, clean it right. That's Make great. Make them right. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you've done some great work with your dom scenes mm-hmm. and whatever. Um, do you have any of that stuff on your own sites? Because I know you have an OnlyFans. I do also have a clips for sale. Mm-hmm. So it's Goddess Nina L and it's store 6005 on clips for sale. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they can just go to clipsforsale.com slash store slash 6005. Goddess Nina L. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should yeah. really get like a... GoddessNinaL.com that forwards there would be. I know. It's just like, oh, I know I need to. You know, for a while I was really big on there. I was like number two, number three for a couple months. So I was doing good. It's just like, I just get so caught up with the dancing and the mainstream stuff that I, not mainstream, but mainstream porn that I shoot right now compared to that. So I haven't really, yeah. But it's always. But you do have an OnlyFans these Mm -hmm. days, and what kind of stuff is going on the OnlyFans page? It's just really cool stuff, like behind the scenes stuff that nobody else gets to see, like what I'm doing daily, like on set, or just like me, my private life, like the crazy shenanigans. I'm doing little snippets of that, and it's just like really intimate. It's just like me, what I do in my extra life, and stuff that you're not going to see, like on. Evidently on Instagram, because my Instagrams got suspended, <laughs> they won't let me post anything. But like on Twitter or Snapchat, or you're just not going to see that, like you're, you're seeing on my OnlyFans. Uh, so if you're one of our listeners who has poll over at Instagram, please help. <laughs> help. Goddess Nina out please here. help. Send help. people have get a raw deal. I, I, I really just, I, I posted avocado toast. And it, it was, a, I thought it was really beautiful, avocado toast, but like. I'm going to have to show you. I don't think they liked my avocado toast. Like, there, I don't know if there was a problem with that or what, but I thought I did a really good job. Yeah. Know, so. Well, maybe it was uh, violent avocado toast or... 
racist because you can't put racist avocado. Maybe yeah, it was really green and the the bread was brown, so maybe it was kind of like the IR controversial. The green and the brown meshing together right. with the turkey bacon is too much. Big thing about how we need to build a wall to prevent avocado <laughs> toast from getting into the country so easily. I think maybe it was out of line. So. <laughs> All right, well we're gonna um, go to the uh, Ask Nina advice column here for girls getting into porn, but first. Let's just hear from our sponsors. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five-cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. Life is about making decisions. At BMW I, we decided it was time to reinvent the car from the ground up. Making sure we were open for truly innovative ideas. We decided that the car we wanted must be electric. And it should be made of extremely light and super strong carbon fiber. And finally, we decided to make it more intelligent and added our promise of incomparable driving pleasure. We made all these decisions to offer you a choice. The all-electric BMW i3. Hey, we're back with Nina L. And uh, so now is that time of the show when we take advantage of the experience that some of our performers bring to the table here she knows it all she's seen it all she's got some advice for you girls out there who are thinking about getting into porn which we do have a lot of female listeners Mm -hmm. what kind of advice uh would you give just for starters in terms of i guess let's start with how do they get into porn do you have any idea these days yeah really just do your math and really try to find a good agent you know, that's, that's everything. An agent that's going to really take care of you and not send you to jobs that you don't, you don't feel comfortable with, that's going to look out for you. Agent that you feel comfortable talking to about, you know, what might have occurred on set or what you like doing, what you don't like doing. So it's just somebody you can talk to. And, you know, when, number one, I, I just Googled mine and I did the research. Yeah. And, I, you know, I started out with ATMLA, Mark Schlechter. He's an amazing guy. You know, he's like my my papa in porn, my dad in porn. Yeah. Um, so he's a great agent. And I, and I really, I Googled it in my research on it. Um, well, now I'm with society. They're amazing too. <laughs> Mark Schechter is the Lee Steinberg of porn. He's been on our, so Lee Steinberg yes. was the agent that, what was that movie? It was Show Me the Money. Um, Dirk Dealer. <laughs> suck. Um, it had, uh. <laughs> It had Tom Cruise in it, and it was about a sports agent and whatever. And so Lee Steinberg See, was the guy good. that was modeled after, and uh, he was like the most ethical sports agent. He is um, very ethical. He's no nonsense. That's the thing, is that Mark is very ethical, and your current agent is excellent also. Um, so, but if you're that girl that's getting porn, do you feel like the route that you went of being a cam artist first is a great way to get into porn these days? I think it's an amazing way because it's a good way to kind of try out how comfortable you feel being on cam. Yeah. Exploring your body, <clears throat> interacting with people. Yes, very important. And it kind of teaches you also how to talk and be verbal. And I feel like that kind of like helped me because at cam all you're always like talking and interacting with your fans. and That kind of like, you know help me in porn because there's lines there's dialogue there's you know today like with the fetish scene there's a lot of talking there's that one-on-one interaction with a viewer so it's just something that kind of like translated to porn so i think it's a great way so if if you don't like being a camera you don't like being on camera i don't feel comfortable being on camera maybe porn isn't for you so it's just a good little way to kind of get your feet wet and try it out and see how it works for you Absolutely. And it helps you get a little bit of a thick skin, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Some of these cam chat room guys are rude. Oh, they're and, rude and mean, but you can't, you can't let it get to you. Yeah. You know, just tunnel vision, block it out. <laughs> yeah, well, that happens in porn. You know, we all have mm-hmm. haters, and especially oh, yeah, with social yeah. media. And, you know. Yeah, I just don't even answer back or entertain that. That's my theory is 
Like, I block two or three people a day, maybe. Yeah, you know? I don't well, care. If you're going to block like, them, I don't care. Get out of here. Like, like I'm not going to let it irritate me. Yeah, they don't <laughs> even have to, like, say something mean to me. Just disagreeing it's with like, me. It's like, yeah, no, I, I just don't like you. Get out of here. I yeah. just don't ever want to talk to you again. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I don't need to engage with anybody mm-hmm. that... If you don't like what I post on Twitter, right. um, then don't I'll make it me. easy for you. I'll block you so you won't see what <laughs> I write anymore. Absolutely, yeah. That's that. Yeah. Um, well, what if the situation happens that's sort of controversial today? What do you tell girls what they should do in a situation where you're in a scene and then the director says, uh, I'm just doing a cameo in this thing. And then all of a sudden you feel his tongue going into your ass from behind you. What... Um, you wait. You want to wait until the end of the day to mention something, or do you want to mention on the spot, or how do you want to handle? I mean, that? it really depends on what the girl feels comfortable with. Like for me, I'm very verbal, and I'm like, "Hey, dude, chill." Like I don't feel comfortable. Can you not do that? And just see, you know, if you can kind of work it out in your own way. That's what I would do. Some girls just don't feel that comfortable saying or doing that. Yeah. So I would suggest you excuse yourself, take a bathroom break, and go maybe text your agent and say, "Hey." This director just stuck his tongue up my ass. I don't feel comfortable. What do I do? Maybe at that point, the director can call. I mean, the agent can call the director or kind of, you know, advise you what to do if you don't feel comfortable handling that like yourself. Yeah. You know, at the very least, I hope what um, she would have done is if she was going to tough it out, like I think she was originally planning to before she got upset Mm -hmm. at the end, at least I hope she was going to go back and tell her agent that, hey, this director put himself in the scene. He didn't show us tests. He didn't book it in advance so he could pay us extra for that. Right. I mean, that's wrong. And hopefully the agent would have done something about it. Exactly. But, you know, us in porn, we're all so open. We all know each other, you know. So I feel like if he would have said, hey, I'm tested. I'm going to do a little extra of this. Here's an extra hundred bucks. She would have been so cool if they just, like, right. warn us, let us know, you know. So, yeah, that was just uncalled for. But, yeah, just you know, let the agent know and see you and if, if you didn't want to handle it yourself. But um, the way I see it, you know, porn can be a bitch. It can. But you got to make it your bitch. You have to make it work for you. I like it. You know, that's what I did. Um, okay, <clears throat> what do you do in your spare time, like, that for fun? I cuddle with my cats. No. <laughs> and I hike. Yeah. I cook. Okay. So just really normal shit. You know, it sounds kind of lame, but I feel like my life is so crazy. I'm on so many crazy sets. I travel so much. So in my off time, I really, I'm not looking for that. I really just want to like decompress and just chill. <laughs> so if a fan was getting ready to attack your wish list, um, what do they, what should they be buying you that like is the stuff that fits your lifestyle? See on my wish list. That's why it's on there, damn it. Fire whatever's on the wish list. There's like furniture. Good. There's shoes, a couple of shoes. There's some makeup. There's a little bit of jewelry. Um, there's not really too many like dildos and stuff like that on there because like I don't use that much. You know, what I told you earlier, what happened for me camming. I, I just yeah. don't use a lot of toys and I, I don't have the need to because I... I literally get fucked so much, you know, on set. Yeah. When I come home, I need to fuck myself more, you know? So I'm like, I get real dick all the damn time. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, Not that I get real dick all the time. I'm (laughs) saying uh, when I get home from set, you would think men are just horny 24 Mm -hmm. hours a day, whatever. But after I do a scene, I'm not even... Right. I'm not even... I'm not even interested in anything erotic for like two exactly, to three days yeah. afterwards. Exactly. And I know I some male talents can perform twice a day, but I need like three days. I mean, days. some can, but it's still hard on them. You know, it's still. All right. Last question here. Uh, and this one, we're going to go back to the advice column, seeing as how you're, you're knowledgeable. Let's just say that I were to provide you with the Time Machine DeLorean and you could go back in time to 33-year-old you that was going on her first porn set, mm-hmm. what advice would veteran performer you give to brand-new performer Nina L? You know, just really, just relax. Like, at the end of the day, the viewers, you're their goddess. Like, they're already watching you because you're turning them on. Yeah. You know, just relax, be you, you know, stick to yourself. Don't try to, like... Go out of your way to do something that you wouldn't want to do because you don't feel comfortable. Just like be you, and they're gonna love you for who you are. There because you go. and then the day they're gonna want to see you, 
because they fell in love with who you are. Stay true to yourself. There you go. <clears throat> be, be you. Be, be Nina you. L. <laughs> yep. So, Nina L., what's all your social media? <laughs> I'm not trying to rub it in that you don't have, but you have other social media. <laughs> well, hopefully, you know, hopefully soon I will, I believe I will regain my Instagram account. I've been teasing her all day. So I'm sorry. I feel guilty. No, I will regain it once I regain my Instagram account. <laughs> it will be Nina Cochina69 on Instagram. It the is still there. is real. Please go to the Instagram building and protest and pee on their walls. A human, human wall. wall. Yeah, make Hu- a human wall. Don't let anybody leave Instagram headquarters human until Nina is free from Instagram jail. Everybody eats their ass in front of the... <laughs> <laughs> it's human. There you go. A human centipede. A human centipede in front of the Instagram headquarters. Please. Nina Nation. Nina Nation. Nina Nation. Um, until then, you can find me on Twitter at NinaLXOXO. You can find me on Snap. It's NinaLXX. Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> okay. Or maybe not. Um, yeah. So, until then. All right. And go to her OnlyFans page, too, which is OnlyFans.com slash... Yes. Nina L. XOXO. Nina O X O X O. All right. My name is Glenn King, and uh, don't forget that uh, whether you're listening to the podcast on one of our many uh, places that you can hear it, which include um, iTunes, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Google Play, YouTube, uh, and Spotify, I do want you to do one small favor for us, and that is subscribe. Hit that subscribe button because hit that's it. how – Hit it. Hit it like it were my ass. <laughs> yes. Attack. <laughs> hit that shit. Uh, so – because I don't really care if you actually listen to the show. You you just need to subscribe because that, that's how <laughs> people – did not just say that. Okay. I'll, I'll answer that. <laughs> so – but that's how people judge us. So do hit the subscribe hit button it. and give us a five-star review, stuff like that, and – We appreciate you. We thank you very much for listening to Let's Talk It All. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating in locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.